Good morning. Welcome to Conversations with Friends with Mary Almwake, exploring ways to live our lives more fully in this wonderful world. We welcome your calls and thoughts at 242-7800. Conversations with Friends is brought to you on KAOI by Unity of Maui, where the heart is at home. Now, here's your host, Mary Almwake. Hey, good morning, Maui, and my co-host, Jim Jacobson. Thank you for that lovely introduction, Jim. Oh, it's my pleasure to do it live via Memorex, but it's great to be with you. And it is great. It's another beautiful day on Maui, and I love the daily word for today, Jim. You know, it's uh, we're right on the verge of the equinox, the yeah. spring equinox, and uh, it's uh, breakthrough. 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 Through. And we're and all seeing breakthroughs every day. Every day. You know, we plant seeds. Yeah. And, and, and the gift of waking up a bit is you start to plant conscious seeds. Mm-hmm. Every thought is a seed. Mm-hmm. When people understand that they're literally seeding their future mm-hmm. by the conversation they're having today. Mm-hmm. And when people understand that you, you're living in what you've seeded for the last however many years you've been mm-hmm. alive, through your thoughts and beliefs and patterns, you start today to sometimes weed your garden. Mm-hmm. Always with great love, mm-hmm. always with tenderness, always with compassion. Because, you know, when you're asleep, you just don't know what you're planting. Sometimes that's for sure. With complaint and and uh, I can't wait till it, it's it's going to be several weeks from now. But the Sunday after Easter, Jim at Unity Church of Maui, we are passing out these fabulous purple blank uh, bracelets. Yeah. You know, like the knee, oh, like uh, the, the Armstrong, the, Lance mm-hmm. Armstrong, yellow ones, live strong. These are live life as a blessing. And every time you make a complaint, yeah. You have to take the bracelet off of the arm it's on, put it on the other arm, and make the correction. People are going to be spending a lot of time switching wrists. They're going to, well, that might be for a while, but you know, it's just to make people conscious of how often, you know, psychologists tell us as often as 60 to 75% of our self talk, not the stuff that comes out of our mouth, but our self talk is limiting negative. Um, oh, why did I do that? Oh, there you go again. Oh, I can't believe it. Oh, yeah. You know, just those little, yeah, or, so or somebody I, else. Yeah, yeah, or, or, or look or at s- that jerk in front of me yeah. on the road. Excuse me. I don't <laughs> like to send the vibration out. But we don't even realize we're literally polluting the very environment that mm-hmm. we live in. And if we understood that, mm-hmm. you know, each of us, if we drink a glass of water, that first sip and it's polluted, we spit it out. Mm-hmm. When we understand how f- powerful our thoughts are, mm-hmm. Then we realize that every thought is a seed, and so the just word today plant conscious seeds instead. And it's, so it's spring. What a great time to plant new seeds, and what a great program today because our first guest, Jim, is a great friend of mine, Reverend Paul Timon, mm-hmm. who is a mystic and a unity minister, and who's been studying and practicing centering prayer for thirty some years. Mm-hmm. He's going to be coming to Maui in June with his beautiful wife, my best friend Marge Britt. They're going to do a centering prayer workshop for us. Um, and then in the second half, we're going to have um, Catherine Arp, who's right now skiing in someplace beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but she'll be calling in. We'll be talking to her because she's doing two workshops coming up, uh, one on March 24th and one on uh, March 31st. And one is forgiving. Yep, forgiving them all. And the other one is growth, choosing change, positive great change. Choices. So what a great, great program. Great. Yeah. So the word today, breakthrough. And planting conscious seeds. Planting conscious seeds. Which and is really what Conversations with Friends is all about. Yes, and in Deuteronomy it says, May my teaching drop like the rain, my speech condense like the dew, like gentle rain on grass, like showers on new growth. And may we plant our seeds today with great love and great appreciation. And when we remind people that Unity Church of Maui, our Sunday morning home, mm-hmm. is in Kahului at the Seventh-day Adventist Church at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. We're always welcoming people who want to grow in God's love and live beautiful and prosperous and abundant lives of peace and purpose. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know that that comes from our connection with spirit, that that's the only way to do it. So our services are at 10, but at 930, we have this period of being in the silence. And it's so wonderful to be in a group of people for about 20 minutes between 930 and 950 where we're in the silence. And, uh, and, you know, and, of course, the silence is truly where we connect with spirit. You know, the founder of Unity, Myrtle Filmer, said that in the silence, not only do we experience the very presence of God, the peace, mm-hmm. the joy, the love, 
that overflows, but we discern. It's like spirit reveals what we need to know. What's the next step? So we step out of this making life happen and struggling and trying to make it and get there. And we relax and realize spirit brings to our attention and brings to us the next step each moment of our lives. So it's learning to listen, which is why we are delighted today to be talking to a man who has been listening to the divine for a long time and is just a beautiful expression of that. I'm hoping as I'm talking that Paul Timon is on the line. Paul, are you there? I am here. Wow. So are you in Estes Park? I'm in Estes Park. How beautiful is it? I still have lots of snow banks. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, but it's lovely, right? It's beautiful. Yeah, and Christine, now you live part of your time in Tustin, California, and you spend quite a bit of your time in contemplative retreat and leading contemplative retreats. That's correct. And so I, I met you in ministerial school, Paul, as a classmate, so that was 1986, and you were already practicing this, weren't you, Paul? Yes, I've been practicing uh, for probably 40 years at that time. Wow. Well, well, no, at, that, this is, at that time. I'm counting on my fingers. So, Paul, uh, you, let's say you've been around the sun a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a birthday, Mary. <laughs> okay. I just turned 84. 84. Wow. Out. Every time I see him, he's putting up a fence or planting a garden or just living in the flow. But one of the things about Paul is he's always present. And, Paul, you know, I think that's what people yearn most in this day of uh, where everything goes so fast is you know how to stay centered in this now moment and centering prayer has got to be one of the greatest blessings we're we're having a class tomorrow night um we invite anyone listening at uh, 6 45 at unity church and we're using those wonderful dvds from your mentor um thomas keating and they're wonderful and how the holy spirit becomes a great psychologist going down into our subconscious and and gently and sometimes not so gently, bringing up what needs to be transformed. But tell us how you discovered Centering Prayer, and maybe tell our listeners what it is. I, uh, <clears throat> centering Prayer is just another expression of an age-old process of focusing one's attention uh, in order to quiet the mind and still it and enter into the silence. The practice has been around for thousands of years. Thomas Keating uh, developed the centering prayer practice within the Catholic community because he saw so many uh, people around who were thirsting for uh, the meditative experience that the church had uh, uh, canceled about 300 years before. (laughs) And as a result of that, a lot of the people were going, uh, looking to the Eastern traditions to discover uh, meditative techniques. And the process is very simple. It's simply selecting a Mm -hmm. uh, sacred word of one syllable and sitting quietly and comfortably uh, for an extended period of time, 20, 30, 40 minutes, whatever one has. And then focusing and bringing that sacred word, I use the sacred word, yes, and then allowing that to be the expression of my intention to experience the presence of God. And with repeated practices of that, the uh, unconscious begins to unload for healing anything that has not been healed out of our lives or past lives, if you prefer, comes to the surface to be forgiven or accepted or uh, transpired. And we tap into a reservoir of divine intelligence, divine wisdom, and uh, that energy comes out of that silence and it provides a healing environment for anything that may be wrong with us, uh, including uh, bringing forth the awareness of the fundamental truths and the verities of life so, do you so that we can live life from the perspective of, of a spiritual dimension rather than the uh, mindless mentations so you, that when we you, engage in. So when you pick a word, uh, you chose the word yes. Yeah. How yes? How often do you repeat that word during the process? You you don't need to repeat it uh, unless your mind begins to stray, and it will. Mm-hmm. Uh, the monkey chatter in the mind is 
part of our uh, conditioning, particularly here in the West. So the intent is just to bring that word into our focus very gently as an expression of our intention. And then if we begin to feel that silence and that presence, then we don't need to bring it in again. But as long as the mind starts to stray, all we do is bring our focus back through that sacred word, again, as an expression of our intention, not that it has any magic in it at all, that really has no meaning. And do you uh, do you change trans- do you change the word or do you always use the word yes? I always use the same word. Yeah. Where, where you, the you... word in and of itself is meaningless. And you know, you could in the transcendental meditation, for example, they uh, many teachers say you can focus on a candle or an object or something like that. Ultimately mm-hmm. you will not engage the mind at all or the eyesight or anything external to oneself. Mm-hmm. You simply are attempting to go within, as they say, and discover the soul awareness rather than the mental awareness that uh, in many traditions poses for spirituality, but in essence is just the mind going around in circles. And the word, while it has no power, it is a word, like I use the word Christ Jesus. Um, other I people use the use word one. One, some use peace, love, Mary, God, Buddha. Uh, you know, it's a, it's their intention because there is this beautiful uh, intention that's a little bit different, Paul, at least from my experience of Vipassana and all of the wonderful different processes, is this really highlights the intention is to be in a relationship. Uh, there well, is a relationship, certainly at the stage that I'm at, a very sense of presence with the beloved. And... Um, and I'm sh- maybe at your stage there's another even clearer where that doesn't even happen, but it's beautiful when you realize that you're going into relationship in a sense where Jesus was in relationship with the... And I know he didn't use the word Father because he didn't speak English, but Allaha or Abun Dabashamaya, this great presence within. Um, it is, it's just a beautiful practice. And what I share in, in uh, all the different processes is this centering prayer seems to be one of the most helpful for Western minds mm-hmm. that, as you said, are constantly... It may be easier for a lot of folks than following the breath because, you know, it, they can... Each person is unique, and I think each one, each person has to develop a methodology that is compatible uh, not only with uh, uh, their own uh, training, but in their own culture and their own position in life and uh, you know, whatever background they have, and there's no wrong way to do it. Mm. The primary thing is intentionality, and it's it's not languaging things or making reference to historic avatars. It's simply attempting to find the silence, which is the primary language of God. And that essence can come into the foreground through an awareness not of the mind, but of the soul. And, you know, people like Ram Dass repeat that process or talk about soul awareness and all the great uh, mystics and and uh, teachers of spirituality talk about uh, bringing forth the intuitive powers, not the mental powers. As I mentioned earlier, there is so much out there uh, that is mental that is uh, projected to be spiritual, but the spiritual is not something that you can uh, really express. It's something that you can experience. And I know in uh, in the DVD that we're using in class, they they say that the the method of sitting down comfortably with the intention of twenty minutes at least twice a day that that is the practice, that the process, the practice, that is intention. And uh, for a lot of people, the thought is, wow, 20 minutes a day. And yet once you start it, many people will go, like our Saturday sit is 40. We started doing two 20 minutes. And everybody on Saturday who comes to Unity Church loves just staying in the 40. And sometimes we just go straight through to the hour because we don't, nobody comes back. <laughs> so I, I've seen people marry who... Uh go to a 10-day intensive retreat and become so uh, bliss 
out that they want to join the monastery. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, Paul, we have to take a break, but let me just do a quick plug, and then we'll talk about it later, because a lot of our listeners are driving around beautiful Maui. They're here, um, and uh, they're going to go back to the mainland, and they live all over the United States. But you and your wife, Dr. Marge Brett, are doing a six-day silent retreat in Estes Park, Colorado, in September. And we're going to tell listeners how they can um, either email you or go online and and find out more about that. We're also hoping that you're going to be able to come with Marge in June and do a a shorter mini-retreat for us and bring us up to speed so we can join you in that six-day retreat. Um, But we'll be back with Paul Timon. We do need to take a short break to honor our sponsors. And, Paul, if you'll hang on, we'll be right back. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. We're talking with uh, Reverend Paul Timon, a mystic and a unity minister who spends part of his time in Colorado each year, um, not only his own spiritual practice, but guiding others, teaching others. Paul, you've been working with people in 12-step programs. You've been doing retreats for how many years now? Oh, close to 40. And what would people experience in a six-day silent retreat? What would that? What, what's that process? The... the uh, process is one that unfolds as one commits oneself uh, with the intention to have uh, the bliss experience that Joe Campbell talks about and and tap into the essence or or the consciousness uh, of uh, the awareness of God's presence. Uh, it takes several days, Mary, before people can let go of their memory faculty and, you know, what's happening? Uh, did I leave the the burner on? Uh, how are the kids doing in school? I wonder if my husband's going to put up with me when I come back, all that kind of stuff. The worldly things tend to disappear about the third or fourth day, and the immersion in that silence is intensified to the point where the unconscious starts to surface and the silence begins to become uh, thunderous and we become aware of all of the bliss and the uh, the light phenomenon and, and a lot of other phenomena that can take place when one quiets the mind and allows the process simply to take place. If Once we get to a certain point, then we are not doing anything because that energy takes over and does it for us. Our soul faculties take charge. I like to put it very simply, Mary, that mind's mentalizations are meaningless when soul's sovereignty surfaces. That's a lot of alliteration. (laughs) Uh, And it's beautiful. But I wonder if you've been doing this for so long. Once people get into this process, you say it takes about three or four days to kind of, you know, have the real world uh, fold away, is it always blissful, or does it actually sometimes create more stress? Well, I guess the, the uh, uh, it can create stress if there's a lot buried in the unconscious that hasn't been dealt with. Mm-hmm. But in the formative years, you know, the unconscious unloads, and it continues to unload as you practice the prayer until everything that you need to have healed is healed. And ultimately, you get to the point that the Buddhists talk about when they say, what did you do before you were enlightened? And the answer, the response is that I chop wood and carry water. And what happens after your enlightenment? (laughs) I chop wood and carry water. There's no change in the world. But your attitude, your awareness, and your presence 
of understanding uh, the key thing that, you know, we're not separate individuals. We're all part of this phenomenal creative process, and we're all one. We are not individuated as, uh, you know, the philosophers would tend for us to believe. Paul, I'm and, interested you know, in Einstein made a wonderful statement of that said when he said that uh, uh, illusion, the illusion that we are separate is an optical delusion of our consciousness. And uh, he, he was, you know, he was right on the verge of becoming an avatar, although he was focused <laughs> into the uh, mental realm in, in his mathematical pursuits. And he so got as far as the mental can go. He did the ben- benevolent understanding. Well, Jesus summed it up, didn't he, in the in John, where he said, "I pray that they might know they're one, and that exactly. my joy might be in them and their joy." I mean, he was he was very concretely describing what you just said, and peace that passes understanding, and life abundant. And what we do with that is we think abundance is something about material. Accus- accumulation as opposed to abundance of flow and creativity and harmony and peace and joy and love. and love and beauty and connection and communion. And that's why it's truly possible for everyone to be in heaven, um, but not when you think it's something out there. It's just everything becomes beautiful. And I, you know, when we're there, we're there. <laughs> and when you're not, when you're not, um, and Paramahansa Yogananda said it so beautifully that the experience of God is the experience of ever new joy, and you never get tired of it. So, n- now this retreat, um, people can sign up for it. And if if you miss this, if you're driving and you can't write this down, call Unity Church. Um, but we're going to give you a direct line in. This is in California. The number is seven one four seven three zero. Three four four four, and ask for the six-day silent retreat, and they'll get you out the brochures and let you know it's very affordable. I'm hoping my schedule. In fact, I've put it in my day timer. I thought I was going to be. Um, actually, I thought I was going to be in India, Paul, but I'm not. So because um, my one of my when kids you is get getting there married. And experience the process, Mary. Mm-hmm. There is no place to be. <laughs> yeah, except, yeah, but you're going to be in there. You're going to be, and so I'm going to be where you are in Estes Park. And what a beautiful time of year. Isn't that when the aspens are? The aspen uh, should be uh, in full bloom, and the elk should be uh, just beginning their rutting season. And not too much snow. It's a wonderful time. Not this, too much snow. No. Paul, you are just a wonderful, beautiful expression of this. And I look forward to I'm hoping you and Marge will come in June. We hope that they'll be at Unity Church. Well, if you're on not on our mailing list, go to unityonmaui.org. And we have a catalog of all of our classes. Our new school is the School for Spiritual Transformation and Leadership. Classes and workshops for the emergent soul. And um, we'll have... Uh, Paul Timon's workshop on Maui. It'll be in June, and it'll be in our new catalog. So, Paul, thank you for taking time in your full, peaceful day. Thank you kindly. And I'll look forward to seeing you soon. Fine. Thank you. Thank you. That was Paul Timon. He's great. You can see years and years and years of that. Yes, and I've been staying with him. You know, my mother is making her transition now, and Eight years ago, um, she's in a nursing home just a few miles from their house in California. And so they said, eight years ago, I said, anytime you need to come to see your mother. Well, I go once a month. (laughs) This is eight (laughs) years. And so Paul and Marge have been such beautiful friends. You know, the power of retreat is so powerful. And I do want to let people know that um, Michael Beckwith and I are doing a retreat at Unity Village in June. And um, it may sell out. So I thought, I better tell people because they're going to be, you know. And it's uh, June 9th to June 16th, I think, very affordable, at Unity Village, and they've got a brand-new retreat center there, 2,500 acres of beautiful lakes and golf courses and pools, and it's sacred ground. They've been doing 110 years of prayer at Unity Village. So the energy's pretty good there. Right, and so um, they're keynoting me and Michael. Mm -hmm. Michael will be there for one full day, and I'll be there for four. And, uh, I mean, people just come and and have the kind of experience, Paul says. And the the theme of the workshop is opening your heart. Mm -hmm. And I'll be coming right back from Assisi, Italy. So So your heart will be My heart is wide open today, to tell you the truth. But also, um, 
it'll be open um, because the workshop I'm taking a training I'm going to a, a retreat in Assisi and it's called the call of joy hmm. and I, you know that call of bliss within us is so important and you know it's, it's, a, it's a process and that's why silence is practiced every day at Unity mm-hmm. at 12 noon Monday through Friday people can come to Unity Church and we do a meditation of about 20 minutes in silence and 10 minutes of prayer and so it's a beautiful, if you're in Wailuku, just come to our Lakahi prayer room and join us in the silence. Then uh, Saturday at 9 in the morning, we spend uh, a minimum of 40-minute set. We mm-hmm. do some inspirational reading and spend the centering prayer. We encourage people to have Vipassana or, or centering prayer, whichever their process is, whatever works. But that energy, and then, of course, Sunday morning, 20 minutes before the service, is where the real juice is. I mm-hmm. mean, that's where the presence is always the language of God is always silence. So um, we chat, 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 but um, God is always in the silence, which doesn't work real well for radio. So we but invite if, people to listen between the gap. <laughs> if you want to find out more about any of these programs, uh, the one that Mary's doing with Michael Beckwith, or this six-day retreat, call us at 242-9327. That's the, our church in Wailuku. Um, or um, go on uh, Unity. On Mount. It, no, Unity. Webs- no, for Unity Institute. Okay. Just go Unity Village. Just go unity.org, I think it is, and then go to retreats. Mm-hmm. Unityvillage.org or Unity Institute. Well, and if you don't find it, call us. <laughs> you know, we're really excited, Jim, because this year, Easter is once again at the MAC. Yay. It's hard to believe. It's just around the it, corner. It's just, the year has zipped by. It's a beautiful, and boy, do we have the inspirational message and music this year. It'll take your heart and open it to celebrate. Also, um, the Easter Basket Project for mm-hmm. Holly Makua, that is underway. So people who would like to visit or bring gifts to people, these are people who don't have family left. And I, I know that very much as my mother's making her transition, Jim, is um, at the nursing home. Um, there are people there who had rich family lives, and they've just outlived their children. Mm. They've outlived their family. And several of these people um, get no visitors during the year. So mm. if you'd like to be a part of that, call Unity Church or come down and talk with Mela Makana and our a fabulous compassion team. Mm-hmm. Mela's email is alohaspirit at aol.com, alohaspirit. And um, that'll let you um, get in touch with a beautiful soul and beautiful group of people. So um, We're going to take a break. We'll take a break. But and when we'll we be come back, back, we're going to be speaking with Catherine Arp. This is Conversations with Friends. We'll be right back. Conversations mm-hmm. with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. We want to thank one of our sponsors who makes Conversations with Friends possible, and that is the wonderful magazine, Real Estate Maui Style. Which is the best on Maui, no doubt about it. Uh, What's great about the publication, we talk about this every week, is how this is a publication that's not just packed with ads and that's it. This is something that has a lot of content, great articles, great photos. It's something that if you live here in Maui, you should pick up just to kind of hear what's happening on the island. It's a wonderful publication available at um, those racks outside of stores and drugstores all over the island. Be sure to pick up a copy of Real Estate Maui Style. Yes, and uh, just to give yourself an opportunity to dream big. You know, one of the things that a lot of people are excited now is the secret Yes. Lots of buzz about the secret, which, you know, uh, don't uh, go deep into it. You know, some people are hearing it on the news and they're panning it because they're just taking the surface. You know, the secret is that you're an expression of the divine one. And Mm -hmm. as you vibrate at that higher vibration of love and beauty and harmony, you begin to draw those experiences into your life. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
you know, it's just this magazine is filled with not only inspiring articles, but pictures. Gorgeous pictures. Gorgeous pictures. And if you're not living in the home that you'd love to live in, if you're not, you know, just enjoying your life because you're surrounded by beauty, it's great to just cut some of those pictures (laughs) out and let yourself look at them and remind you because beauty is an expression of God. Mm -hmm. You know, as you awaken, that's one of the things that you start to see is not only how beautiful everyone is, Mm -hmm. but how it's just you're surrounded by it. And in the process, it's the reverse is equally true. Being surrounded by beauty wakes you up mm-hmm. to how wonderful everything is. It's, a, it's both and. They're That's both why true. we're so blessed here on Maui. Oh, it is. You have to work hard to be miserable on Maui. <laughs> and, I, and every once in a while I meet somebody who's still trying. But <laughs> boy, you do have to set your mind to it every day because everything, you know, we have this song we sing, Let the Love Wash Over You. Mm-hmm. And Maui washes over you. It's so and, easy. And uh, if there's any willingness at all to live in grace and live in the God's love, it's here for you in Maui. Yeah. But you've and got to intend it. Paul said that. If you're still intending to be right or be separate, there it goes. And if you live here and don't take advantage of the fact that you live in paradise, if you just, you know, spend your time. And I've met some people who just spend their time, you know, they, they, go to, they live up country and they go to work. They go to, and they don't actually go and explore the island. This past weekend, Molly and I went. And we walk and we drove around the the back of the west side. Oh, it's so or just go out and explore, do the things that tourists do, and remind yourself why you live in paradise. Yes, yes. Take advantage of the gift you're given. Um, I try to go out uh, out towards the. Um, I call it the Mama Fish House side. <laughs> I go past Paia <laughs> right. at least twice a month yeah. and just drive as far as I can, 16 mile at least. Mm-hmm. And just that's such a precious place for us that don't live that way. Right. And I go up, up country up to Kula at right. least twice a month mm-hmm. and into that beautiful forest up Olinda Road and yeah. just let grandma's um, wonderful place, little Thompson little, Road. Yeah. And, and then, you know, because I live on the... I live in the Ma'alaya, oh, wow. so I do Lahaina, Kahana, and Kihei Wailea, like the beach part of Maui all the time. Right. I live there. And so to really let Iao Valley, the rainforest, Haiku, you know, and those of you who live in Haiku, to get over and just let the beautiful. And go to, the, and go to Kihei, yeah. The, and and Hana, the, the, we have such diversity. Enjoy it all. So I don't know how anyone gets rock fever, but I guess you can't. But we're talking today, and I hope she's on the line with Catherine Arp. Catherine, are you there? I am here. Hi. Hi, Catherine. Good morning, Mary. Hey, where? And Jim's here, too. Hey, where are you calling from? I'm, um, you're calling me from, I'm on the Oregon coast, up towards Astoria, sitting in a lovely little I know, right cabin where you on, the, on a lake near the beach. <laughs> oh, there's a lake near the beach. Okay. Well, there's I many, know that area. Many of them. <laughs> so have you been skiing? I have been skiing, and I've been walking and visiting family and friends. Had a wonderful trip, really wonderful. But I'm missing Maui. Well, you're coming home soon because you're doing this uh, class in just a few days on the 24th. Not too far away on the 24th. And we're really excited about that. Um, Catherine, you described it. I love this. A mature, happy woman, <laughs> which is true. what makes you such a great teacher, just a great person to be around. And because you've, you know, you've got your master's degree, you've got all the credentials, but you've actually lived your life and immersed yourself in these trainings as well as your professional training and emerged with a wonderful a, a teaching style that's really powerful and potent. And your first workshop this Saturday is Forgiving You, Them, and All. What a great idea. It it came from my own work and the things that I find valuable to me. And uh, when I'm trying to create change in my own life, the things that get in my way, one of them are holding grudges or anger. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a big one to take care of. And so um, to back up a minute, I, I bring some things to the workshop that I think are a little bit unique. I, I do think that the professional training is important. I really think it's helped me immensely in the way that I, I can work with and play with people, I've really had great training through that master's in social work and all the work that I've done since as a therapist and counselor to really have good boundaries, to really be respectful, to uh, understand humans really well. I've been studying them since I was a little girl. It's been an interest of mine. I read about ancient civilizations when I was very young and went into archaeology young and then anthropology and and later sociology and social work. But humans fascinate me, and I love them and enjoy them. So um, another thing that I bring is I really do genuinely like people. I enjoy them immensely, and I see the strength in them. When I look at a person, 
I see the the heart, the wisdom, the strength, the healing power. I see the the spirit in them, and I'm excited about that. I'm delighted to be connected with that, and that's where we work from. That's what we play with. That's a beautiful place to start. So mm-hmm. if, if that's the way you approach life, what you said you alluded to the fact that you had something big that you needed to do some forgiveness work on. What was that? I did. As, as a child, I had uh, some serious molesting occur, and another person hurt me badly, also physically. I had to go to a hospital for help with that. And um, so those are, I, those are it was pow- so bad I didn't remember it for a while. And later oh. when I did remember, it was very earth-shattering for me. It really threw me off, and I became very angry at a family member. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, it was rage, true rage. And I realized over time as I started to deal with that how much energy it takes to be mad. Mm. And I had a wonderful uh, counselor help me figure out, even though I was counseling other people, but to work on my own stuff, how imp- totally empowering it is to forgive. Once I let that go, it frees me up. And the freedom is exhilarating, it's uh, intoxicating, it creates more desire for change and growth by untangling ourselves from these old hurts and upsets. And unfortunately, this is not that uncommon a situation. What are the steps that that you went through and what are the steps you're going to be talking about in your workshop on Saturday to, to begin this forgiveness process? What are the steps? Yeah. What, what, oh. How did you do it? Well, I think, you know, I, had, I, I did um, do a little prayer and meditation in there, Jim. Okay. And that certainly helped because if I come from my thoughts, I was so angry at what we call ego sometimes or our conscious mind. If I step back and start turning it over, pray or meditate a little bit, get, from, get into my spirit, um, that's one thing that we do. Another thing that is really helpful is to sneak around it, come at it from a place of play or look at someone else's uh, growth and work or take a, a, a step that we haven't taken before so that we in, uh, engage our whole brain. And I have a lot of skill in helping people get their whole brain in the process instead of just the part that's angry. Because so, there's other parts that are more compassionate or more uh, distanced from the, the thing that the event that occurred mm-hmm. and can look at it a little bit differently. So if we get in those places that we have, there's lots of different language for that. You know, there's the inner child and the adults, and we have so much language for that. But we have different thoughts about things, not just one. Mm-hmm. And so if we can change just a thought for a minute and and sneak up on it from a different place or come at it from a creative place or a playful place, that it opens up doors that we might not do in the usual process of thinking about the thing that we're upset about. So is that is that just kind of putting energy in a different area and then that helps bring about the forgiveness? Yeah, it, it does help bring about is one part of it. Another part is looking at how we benefit, yeah. really getting clear how we benefit. And another step is to look at what we're gaining. And uh, um, uh, people have a lot of reasons to stay angry. <laughs> and uh, Interesting. I, I, so you, look, I, so you I, say, hey, what's, wh- what is the reason that you're still angry? Yeah, well, there's benefits in any emotion. Yeah. And it helps to hear people around you saying, yeah, well, you know, I guess I get this from it and that. And, and we can lead each other. We can model for each other. We can inspire each other. Yeah. That's why it's so great to work together rather than just be by yourself trying to do this. I think it's really difficult to, for, to work on forgiveness in isolation, although not anything's possible, and you can. But as humans, we kind of inspire and model for each other, and we can look at another person's story, and it's so clear and so easy there. <laughs> well, of course. Well, oh, but of course, I'm, yeah. It, it's just so, a little know, more difficult we, when you um, look at it, it. It's really great to work in a group and, and learn from each other as we go. I'll learn from people who come. Uh, that's one of the reasons I teach <laughs> and and guide and coach because I learn so much. And so we'll learn together, and we all have wonderful things we bring to the table. The important step of forgiving is realizing what we're getting out of it at the, at the moment. And you know what I love, too, is that it's not just uh, in your whole flow of joy, and you kind of embody that a lot. It's, it's not just uh, forgiving to survive. It's about thriving and flourishing. That on the other side of this process, it's not, oh, I made it through. I'm no longer heavily burdened. But on the other side is your natural exuberance. Once we forgive, 
we live in what we are all the time already, which is beings of joy. Absolutely. We are that. It's the unforgiveness that knots us and ties us. And the reason I was really excited we were doing this interview today, Catherine, is we, we talked on Sunday about the four spiritual laws of, of spontaneous prosperity, where your life is just prosperous. And prosperity is radiant health, work you love, loving relationships that work, and money. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's all of it. It's being in the flow. And sure. there were four steps for people. And one of them is tithing, financially tithing. Your, the other is um, setting your goals, giving your mind something to do. People forget your mind is going to be creating. So give it goals that you want to create and living your life on purpose. But one of the four is forgiveness, 100% total. Whatever it takes, set yourself free. Because that's what you're really doing. And I'm real excited because this workshop is this Saturday at 10 o'clock. Actually, it's next Saturday. No, no. We're March pre-recording 24th. this. Oh, you're pre-recording. <laughs> Saturday, <laughs> March 24th. It is. It's going on it the air on Saturday, the 20th. Yes, the 24th. It is. At 10 o'clock at, at Wailuku, and a very affordable sliding scale, 25 to $50. One of the things we always say is never let money hold you back. So if you don't have it, you still come. But um, we want you there, and you can register uh, by calling the church, 242-9327. Or is there a f- uh, you can go online, unityonmaui.org, and you can register online. A lot mm-hmm. of people are doing that now. It's pretty great. Our new um, Our website is getting snazzier and it's snazzier getting better by and the day. Another couple, another couple twists and tweaks, and we'll be really moving. Uh, but, Catherine, you're doing this workshop on forgiveness. And we're really excited. But when we come back uh, in another week on Saturday the 31st, you've got another one, Growth, Choosing Change, um, the experience of growth, choosing change. Mm-hmm. Change is there. So I love this concept. When we come back from hearing from our sponsors, um, I want you to talk about that, choosing change. And oh, all right. Okay. Can you make that sure. shift for me? Yep, okay. Hey, great. We thank our sponsors. Uh, Maui Real Estate. R- Real Estate Maui style. Maui style and Myrna Stone, thank you. And Trish Morris, thanks for listening. We'll be right back. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. We are back on the air. We are speaking with Catherine Arp, who is coming back to Maui. She sort of spends some of her time here and uh, coming back to Maui for two back-to-back workshops, one this Saturday and one the following Saturday. This Saturday's is about forgiveness, and then the following Saturday, the 31st, is about Growth. What are you going to be talking about there? Well, growth happens anyway. Says which direction, and change <laughs> happens anyway. I, I love something Mary's been saying to us at Unity Services in the last couple months is that we have some half five hundred plus thousand moments a year to choose. That's one of and my favorite songs from the from the from the Broadway play Rent. Five thousand. 525,600 moments. Thank so you're you. sleeping, but you get 1,440 every day. You sleep, you get 1,000 a day. Yeah. And so it's happening as we yeah. speak. As and we each speak. present, now we're choosing again. Right. And people aren't always aware of all the choices they're making. Mm. In fact, they usually aren't. And becoming conscious of our choices and intentional is how I found it very helpful for me to shape the life I want to live. And so coming from a place of spirit, and knowing that I'm choosing from, I take time to meditate, and that's what we'll talk about. But choosing from our highest place and our healthiest place and knowing where it's coming from and then um, making those choices based from that place, we can create great lives. And I, I, I understand from you that's what you were talking about at church a couple of weeks ago, too. But the, this is an aspect, a part of, 
of creating the life you want. One of the things that Anything. we one of the things we like to do in conversations with friends is kind of get up close and personal and find out how you you know what your what your daily personal spiritual experience is. What what is your what things do you do? Oh boy! So um, you meditate, but I mean, you get oh, up and and, and sure. yeah. Well, well, not that personal. Right now. <laughs> well, Jim yeah, is. This and this is Jim Jacobs and my co-host. <laughs> I spent the last dozen years before I came to Maui. Uh, I worked as a, as a therapist in the schools, a school social worker counselor. And in my last few years there, I more and more had adults coming in to see me. And I realized my time with children wasn't my it wasn't going to be my emphasis anymore. Mm-hmm. And that I was more and more interested in working with Adults. I'd done a lot of work with my inner child. I guess now the great dispatcher in the sky decided, okay, time to look at your adult life. <laughs> and so that's what I've been doing. And taking responsibility is what adults do. And I learned through several things with my career. I had a, a time where I had a, a supervisor that I worked with that was <laughs> had a huge problem with anger. And, and deciding to look at my role in that and being responsible responsible for my reactions and my handling of that and how I experienced that person and how much compassion I could put towards them it was a huge challenge for me. Mm-hmm. It took a year mm-hmm. of growth. I went through uh, Art of Happiness several times and <laughs> many inspiring books and conversations. And that was an example of where getting back at a real spiritual place and developing compassion in the most difficult situation for me in my life at that time towards this person that I felt was abusive towards me mm-hmm. and coming in and being compassionate and going, what can I do to help you? You must be having a rough time. Mm-hmm. It changed everything and it really taught me how much we choose everything and every thought I have in my head is changing my chemistry, is changing my health, is changing what I'm attracting, each thought and so so by I, see, by seeing your bo- your difficult boss as a gift that changed right. everything and did 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 that relationship at work change as a result it did change it became peaceful yeah. you know i, I will never be close friends mm-hmm. but it became peaceful and um respectful toward each other mm-hmm. and which was fine that was and i i really practiced doing gratitudes of expressing gratitude towards him and in my mind about the things he did contribute mm-hmm. to our uh, setting our atmosphere and our, our professional life and really focusing on that and being grateful for that that's been a huge step for me and I've been reminded by unity which I'm new to how important being grateful is and, and what so I focus on increases so if my boss it looks like 98% of the time is angry if I can mm-hmm. find that 2% where he's positive focused mm-hmm. contributing which usually there's a lot more than that but when they're you know have some big thing that we've we've caught just that focusing, and I heard you say it, I became grateful. I started to pay attention to what he did contribute. And you train yourself, and pretty soon, oh, he got angry today. It was just like a little blip instead of that. He's an angry person, and I can't work with him, and nobody can, and he abuses me. And, and pretty soon we're caught in the syndrome of other people who we're really, if we're awake, we have compassion for. I wonder what could be going on. What would be happening inside of someone that that was so angry or manipulative or whatever. And I see that, that you've overcome it because you can't have as much joy as you walk around with. You're still carrying those other vibrations. So. Absolutely. The thing that I have found most important for myself is paying attention to what's going on in my mind mm-hmm. because it, it creates everything else. Yeah. And, and that, that's basically it. <laughs> and isn't that ho'oponopono? If I see it, it's in me. Yeah. And so I transform it in me. I forgive it in me. I... I apologizing me I send love in me and it shifts it shifts the vibrational field and I know when people work with people that are difficult and they do it inside with respect and forgiveness and ho'oponopono either the people fall away from their life or they shift right before their very eyes or you move with compassion it no longer um, upsets you and absorbs you and as you said it impacts your very body you know, if I'm uh, judging someone else, even if there's lots of evidence that they're really doing it, I'm polluting my own body. 
My own. And if they're doing it, that's what's happened. It just and is. it's not personal, like the four agreements teaches us. It's uh, been a handy tool for me. Boy, that um, one's a tough one. Don't take it personally. And I think I just might have learned this this past year at only 62 years <laughs> old. Yahoo! It, it is an enlightening experience. Don't take it personal. personal. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. oh, but I thought they were shooting at me. Well, duck, yeah. get out of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So all those different features are kind of woven into growth. Yeah, yeah. And so forgiving people, choosing intentionally, letting go of things, uh, finding the compassionate part in us, which is always there. We're all we're born with it. We have that there. So this and workshop. Excuse, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, just getting these other things out of the way. That's all any of these workshops really are for anybody is getting things out of the way that pre- prevent you from being your full and highest. And you know, we go through flows of being stuck or overwhelmed or even hopeless that come up in our adult life that almost always were patterned in our early life. And so this workshop gives people a possibility to create a forward momentum with somebody like you who really cares, who has compassion, and has a lot of fun doing it. And you know the, you know the psychologically sound tools. I love both and. Because I say, if it's not, if it's not psychologically sound, it's not spiritually sound either. And they go together. It's just like business. If it's not good, real good business, it will be good spirituality. I mean, they are universal. They're not in conflict with each other. And I love that. And I love the fact that, um, I I love there is a line in here I wanted to read. In a spirit-filled environment of love, support, joy, and compassion, you're offered tools and practices to experience with the intention of self-healing and growth. So it's really a process of joy and fun, and what a great way to spend a Saturday. And for people driving around Maui that maybe are going home to the mainland, why not take home some tools? Spend a Saturday learning some tools. One of them is this Saturday with Catherine Arp on forgiveness, and this is the big one. It is required. It is mandated. And what it brings you is compassion and understanding. How good is that? It's not an option you're given to forgive, if you want to be happy, healthy, and free, it's required. And then um, change is not an option either. So it's just learning to align Two back-to-back with it. Back workshops. Catherine, wow. this is going to be great this Saturday and next Sunday. Thank you so much for being with us. And You're have a, have a safe trip. Give Tom our love. And I, I want to mention that people that do register ahead, mm-hmm. I'm offering them a, a free follow-up either on the phone or in a private conversation. Oh, that's so they wonderful. Want more time with me. Well, tell them how to reach you. They have that opportunity if they choose it. Yeah. You sign up through Unity, or should they sign up directly with you? Oh, through Unity is okay. perfect. So just call 242-9327 to sign up either for this Saturday's workshop or next Saturday's workshop, and then Catherine will give you a private one-on-one after. That's awesome. Thank you. Fly home You're safely, Catherine. Enjoy beautiful, rainy Oregon, and come home to us. I will do that very and soon. We have just a few moments, Jim, to invite people down to Sunday celebration at the beautiful Seventh-day Adventist Church on Sunday. They celebrate. The corner um, of Punene uh, and Wakea. On Saturday. So we have the church and the youth and the air conditioning and just a plenty of parking. And uh, our church is thriving and growing. Great music, a positive message that will really thrill your soul and mm-hmm. set you free to live the life you've come to live. And we want to remind people um, to call or go online, unityonmaui.org, because we have new classes starting every week. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Easter at the Mac this year at 1030. It's going to be fantastic. Join us again next Tuesday. And if you missed any of this, join us on our website at conversationswithfriends.com. And, of course, Unity's website, unityonmaui.org. Remember, every thought you think makes a difference. And that was Jim Jacobson. Aloha. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) 